Welcome to Finding Pelvic Sanity. If you're struggling with pelvic pain, pelvic floor dysfunction, or pregnancy and postpartum issues, you're in the right place. These issues are common, but not something that you have to live with. We've seen the most complex patients from all over the world at Pelvic Sanity in Southern California. You might be feeling frustrated, embarrassed, or dismissed by the medical community, often for years. We know just how tough that can be, and we want to help you find pelvic sanity again. We're Jesse and Dr. Nicole Cozine. Together, we run Pelvic Sanity Physical Therapy, wrote the IC Solution, and Nicole has trained thousands of pelvic PTs to provide better care. We want this podcast to provide hope and get you on the path to healing. Thousands of people with pelvic health issues find relief and live healthy, happy, and pain-free lives. And so can you. Let's get started. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Finding Pelvic Sanity podcast with Jesse and Dr. Nicole Cozine. Hey Nicole. Hello. Talking today about a question we get a ton in the Finding Pelvic Sanity online Facebook group and support group. If you are not a member of that, make sure you go and find that. You can just search Finding Pelvic Sanity in Facebook and you will be able to join that group. You'll get a free guide to the pelvic floor that we give to everybody who joins there. But there's almost 5,000 people in there, great folks who are struggling with pelvic health issues and supportive, great information. Make sure you're in there. One of the biggest questions, though, that we get, Nicole, in there and one that you get all the time when you treat IC patients from Orange County area or around the world is, is this even interstitial cystitis or is this pelvic floor dysfunction? Yes, it is one of the most frequently asked questions that I get and one that we hear from. I sat on the board of the Interstitial Cystitis Association for a very long time. It was something that was always asked by the members of the ICA. It's just one of the biggest questions at all that you can have when you think you might have IC. And here is a couple of quick hitting things for you all to remember. Interstitial cystitis is not primarily a bladder condition. It is a pelvic pain condition with bladder symptoms. So remember that the diagnostic criteria for you to get diagnosed with IC is relatively broad. And what that means is that the AUA, the American Urological Association, has made the criteria to get that IC diagnosis simply, you have to have pelvic pain, which usually means some pain in the presence of, in the area of your pelvis, like suprapubic, above the pubic bone pain, inner thigh pain, any sort of genital pelvic pain, and the presence of what they call lower urinary tract symptoms, which means urinary urgency, which means you feel like you have to go all the time, and or urinary frequency, which means you really do go to the bathroom all the time. You can do that at night as well. And so those are the two very broad characteristics where you can get diagnosed with IC. Remember that you do not have any one test or magic button that says you have IC or no, you don't. It's just that you don't have anything else that can be causing those symptoms like a UTI. Yes. So remember that less than 10% of people diagnosed with IC have anything detectable wrong with the bladder, right? So when we say it's not a bladder condition, that's part of the problem with the name of the condition, with the way people think about it. There's usually nothing wrong with the bladder. And even if there is, it's part of a larger process. It's not just Hunter's lesions in the bladder, because you can get those fixed or fulgurated and still have all of the symptoms that you're dealing with with IC. Now, the description here is that 
I see is a describer of its symptoms. It tells you nothing about the why. It's literally like saying you have low back pain. That doesn't tell you why you have low back pain. Do you have low back pain because of the muscles, the nerves, because you just got hit with a baseball bat in the low back? You don't know. And so this is why this is actually an important question. But of people diagnosed with IC, 90% approximately, studies have been 85 plus on all of them, have pelvic floor dysfunction, right? So if you've been diagnosed with IC, it is very, very, very likely. And Nicole, you think that that 90% is underreported. You've never had somebody who's come out, traveled here for the out-of-town program, has IC, and then you came in, you're like, nope, your pelvic floor is tip-top, ship-shape, nothing we can do to help. <laughs> yeah, literally nobody in all of my years of treating. And then the flip side is also true. If you have pelvic floor dysfunction, that usually means that you have a tense, tight, or overactive pelvic floor. And guess what? A tense, tight, overactive pelvic floor can cause literally every single symptom of interstitial cystitis, which means bladder frequency, urinary urgency, urethral pain, pelvic pain, pain above your bladder. So it the symptoms of both IC and PFD are the same. And so we have to figure out, to Jesse's point, why that is happening. And to just even go a little bit further into that, there's a, oftentimes associated with IC, or as part of that, symptoms that don't make sense when thinking about the bladder or IC, but that very much do in the context of pelvic floor dysfunction. So the vast majority of people diagnosed with IC have pain with intercourse. That has nothing to do with the bladder, right? A lot of people have low back pain or hip pain. Has nothing to do with the bladder, but it's explained by the pelvic floor muscles. Their symptoms get better with a warm bath or gentle stretching. That doesn't do anything for the bladder. That is all about the pelvic floor muscles and getting better. Or symptoms get worse if you sit or if you do a lot of exercise you're not used to. Again, doesn't make sense with the bladder, but is about the pelvic floor muscles and pelvic floor dysfunction. So if any of that describes you and you've been diagnosed with IC, you've got pelvic floor dysfunction going on. And I know that it can seem sometimes a little bit overwhelming. It's like, great, now I've got IC and this other thing. But pelvic floor dysfunction is something that we can do something about. We can treat that. So hopefully it's actually a really good thing when you're hearing that. And so now I know, Nicole, one of the questions when it comes to this is, does it help you? And this is a question for each individual person, but does it help you to have a diagnosis? Yeah, so this is actually becomes really interesting when you look at the type of person that you are. I have had some patients come in and they're like, do I have IC or PFD? And I say, well, what would it mean to you to have IC? And they say, it would make me feel so much better. I would feel validated that there's something wrong, that we can treat something, that there's a name for this condition. And I'm like, cool. Then, yeah, you have all the symptoms of interstitial cystitis. If I ask that same question back to a person that says, do I have IC or PFD? I said, what would that mean to you? And they break down and start crying. I can't have this condition. I would just, it would just be the end of the world for me. Like there's just no way. It's so scary. I don't want to have that. Then I'm like, cool. It could very well be pelvic floor dysfunction that's causing all of the symptoms that you are describing. We don't know yet until we treat the pelvic floor. And so I want you to assess for yourself, what does it mean to you 
those the phrase interstitial cystitis or the phrase pelvic floor dysfunction, you know, both can be technically a diagnosis, both could be a symptom descriptor. So it just depends on what's going to be the best for you in your journey. And to be perfectly honest with you, as a pelvic floor physical therapist, what we're expertly specialized to do is assess, is the pelvic floor part of your symptom presentation? And we can tell you yes, and we can also tell you no, it's actually not. Your pelvic floor is totally fine. Like Jesse said before, I've literally never run into anybody that has had all of these severe symptoms of of interstitial cystitis, urgency frequency, pelvic pain, and not had pelvic floor problem. But maybe one person's out there like that. I don't know. And it doesn't change, Nicole, for you as the physical therapist. If somebody walks in and says, I've got a diagnosis of IC or vulvodynia or pedental neuralgia or vaginismus, it literally doesn't change anything for you, right? Totally. I mean, it's just like we still go through all of the things in the evaluation. We go through your pelvic health history. We go through all the things that we went over in the previous podcast of what's the first visit like. So go check that out too. And we just look at how all of those symptoms and how things that have happened in your life might be sort of culminating in this symptom presentation that you have. But bottom line is that you're in the right place if you're in a pelvic floor physical therapy office. We have the time to spend with you. We have the special expertise to look at what the pelvic floor is actually doing in terms of contributing to the symptoms that you're feeling. And that's amazing. And that's also supported by organizations like the American Neurological Association, where pelvic floor physical therapy for IC is given the only thing on those guidelines that is given the evidence grade of A, meaning like A plus, go to them, even though your urologist might not be up to date on those guidelines. But all of that is to say that we are the people that can help the pelvic floor symptoms regardless of what we call it. Right. And this is the practical where the rubber meets the road. So, right, if it's interstitial cystitis and you've been diagnosed, then physical therapy is the most proven treatment for interstitial cystitis. So if it's IC, then great. You need to go to a pelvic floor physical therapist. If it's pelvic floor dysfunction, PT is the only treatment for that. So you've got to go to a pelvic PT. So either way, that's where the road should lead. I think one of the big problems, though, Nicole, is that the IC diagnosis often leads people down a major rabbit hole of either kind of doom scrolling on Google or being in some of those other Facebook groups where it's all doom and gloom and all sad stories. And we've even had a a local urologist who would refuse to diagnose people with IC, even though they had all of the classic symptoms they should have been quote unquote diagnosed with IC because she realized that they would go down this rabbit hole if they did that. So she might text you and say, hey, I'm sending over a patient who's got IC, but that would never be on the diagnosis because she would realize, great, well, that's going to lead them to Elmeron and worrying about the IC diet. And we'll have to talk about all that later or installations or hydrodistensions or amitriptyline. And in reality, she wanted them to go to physical therapy and see how much of what was going on was caused by the pelvic floor. Because if 95% of the symptoms can be alleviated with pelvic floor physical therapy, then you don't have to be doing all of those crazy bladder-focused treatments that are often the very first thing that urologists offer to folks. So that is, I think, the danger of the IC diagnosis is it often takes people down this rabbit hole of bladder-focused treatment, and that can take like years for people to realize, hey, this isn't working for me. Oh, Elmeron and installations and interstem and hydrodistensions and checking again for Hunter's lesions and 
all of the time, it was really pelvic floor dysfunction that was the underlying culprit. Absolutely. And then the opposite is also true. I've had very many urologists over the years that, you know, they'll slap an IC diagnosis on anybody because literally that's the only thing in their list of things that it could possibly be. Again, because it's a diagnosis of exclusion. So if they're looking for a reason why they have to bill insurance for seeing you, then and then you don't have a UTI and you didn't have bladder cancer and you didn't have any of the other things that they were looking for that could be contributing to your symptoms, and you fit the diagnostic criteria technically that's very broad on purpose from the AUA, then they have to give you that diagnosis. So we've had the actual opposite where somebody was getting that diagnosis every single time anybody came in with even the slightest bit of urinary urgency and some sort of pelvic pain. And so this isn't really a podcast on the ideological thing of of how we should be doing this as I see overdiagnosed or underdiagnosed. The reality is, is that what we do know, and this has been through over 30 years of research into this condition, that pelvic floor dysfunction is a significant piece for the vast majority of people with IC symptoms, period, full stop, end of story. And so the best people that can deal with pelvic floor dysfunction are pelvic floor physical therapists. And so that's really where we want you to be less focused on the label and more focused on finding the practitioner who can help you the best. Awesome. I hope that clears up this question that we get so often. If you want more information on interstitial cystitis, if you've been diagnosed or you have some of those symptoms, you're thinking that might be you, we have our book, The IC Solution. You can find that on Amazon or wherever books are sold. We'll make sure to have a link to that in the show notes. We also, if you're more of a visual learner, we have Nicole's IC Roadmap course. That is three plus hours of expert high-level conversations about IC and treatment options and where to go. That's available as well. We'll put a link there, but that's pelvicsanity.com slash IC Roadmap. And if you're local to Orange County or you can get to Orange County, we would love to work with you in person. Our team at Pelvic Sanity is incredible. You can find that at pelvicsanity.com and just submit the contact form. One of our great staff will be back in touch with you within a business day to hear more about what's going on, answer any questions, and make sure we're able to get you in and get you feeling better as soon as possible. Nicole, did I miss anything? You did not. I just hope that you take away from this podcast that I'm going to say it again because it's so powerful. I want you to be less focused on the label and more focused on finding a practitioner who could help you the best. All right, guys, that's all we've got for you today. We will see you on the next episode. And we hope that this has brought you just a little bit of pelvic sanity. Pelvic Sanity.